Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Inferno Cast. This is episode 34. 34, that equals seven when you add them together. And that's going to be an important number as we go along here. I am Inferno Fox, the host of this podcast and of YouTube's Inferno Fox Gaming. And we here on the Inferno Cast are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Also joining me is my fantastic cast and crew. We have Jason the 13th of the YouTube channel, Jason the 13th. Thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. And this is if you saw, I did get the first video up and going. So hopefully that's a good sign to continue going again. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, definitely excited to get some more of that Pokemon, Scarlet, Violet, and more game gameplay going mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. And we also have the fantastic Storm Rose Sky of YouTube channel and Twitch channels of Storm Rose Sky. Storm, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And we also have a special guest, three of them. We have three special guests. It's like the Turks, you know, except yeah. these are uh, Hillbilly. We have Strife84 and JJ Jabroni. And first introducing Hillbilly, a.k.a. Hardicus. He's one of my closest friends and a fellow JRPG lover. Hillbilly, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. And next up is Strife84. He's another close friend of mine and fellow lover of our main topic today. Strife, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And last but not least, we have JJ, yet another close friend of mine, one I've, I've known since I was 10 years old, so he knows my deepest, darkest secrets. So you can reach him at SidekickDad.com. Not only for that, but also his site provides tips into dad's life. JJ, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Inferno. It's a pleasure to be here, and thanks for the plug. I appreciate it. Look forward to our discussion today, man. Yeah, definitely. And so today we are, are totally dedicating this episode to a certain title that is having a release this week, and that is Final Fantasy VII. You know it, you love it. It's one of the cornerstones for a lot of us old dogs here whom have been playing video games forever or RPGs or JRPGs, what have you. And we're, we're really celebrating the release of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which also is coming out this week. That is on Thursday, February 29th. Uh, reviews for that, that game has released, and it currently sits at a Metacritic uh, score of 92, which is the highest rated game in 2024 thus far. And of course, Metacritic is an aggregate of a, a number of reviews. In this instance, it's over 123 reviews. Mm -hmm. And really, the inception of the OG, the original, the PS1 title, uh, essentially saw the company Squaresoft move the Final Fantasy series, where it had six entries on Nintendo systems, uh, from Nintendo to Sony's first console system, which... While that led to some bad blood between Square and Nintendo, at least for a few years, the Sony PlayStation was the better console to develop JRPGs and RPGs like this for. Uh, I mean, there are some that could, could argue the Nintendo 64 would be the stronger system, but the PlayStation boasted easily a 
higher, higher, higher amount of storage via CD-ROM media, media and at a much cheaper development cost. This extra storage allowed Squaresoft to tell a story about a spiky-haired protagonist working with his allies to save the world. And I believe far better than what, what it would have been on the Nintendo 64. And remember, this is this was Mr. Nintendo fanboy here uh, gro growing up with that. And that's me saying that. But before I get into the actual discussion, we're, we're, we're going to throw out a spoiler warning. Uh, the OG game has been out for over 25 <laughs> years. Uh, we're going to be discussing general plot points of, of the OG of Final Fantasy VII. But as a heads up, we are not discussing spoilers for the newest entry, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, even though it's not out, comes out as of the recording of this video this week. Uh, spoilers, of course, it's the internet. They're out there. If you really wanted to, you, you could spoil it. But we're not going to do that here at, at the Inferno cast. So let's just open the, 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 the discussion just to kind of say... Uh, ask you guys when you played the OG, the original Final Fantasy VII game, and I'll ask if you played the PS One version or any other ports of it. Um, Hillbilly, go ahead and 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 break it open here. Uh, well, I played it on the original PlayStation. It was actually, if I remember correctly, the first PlayStation One game I actually got. Oh, nice. I believe I got them both on. Um, the first Christmas that PlayStation was out. Excellent. Chase uh, the 13th, how about you? Again, same thing. PlayStation all the way for the original one. Um, and I have Before I got my own copy of it, and my dad and my older brother, they got it, and they are the ones that really introduced me into Final Fantasy. Nice. And Strife, how about you? Uh, I started playing in the fall, uh, the year it came out. Uh, I actually had some friends at school. We were talking about RPGs, and they said, if you like RPGs, this is the one you've got to play. And uh, that cemented my love for JRPGs even more. <laughs> nice. Uh, JJ, how about you? So for me, I think it was uh, the fall of 1997. Whatever that that Christmas, uh, my birthday falls in November, so it might have been around that time. But I remember um, being big into like in Zelda, and th this felt mm -hmm. like the next progressive step, you know, into the RPG, much larger world. And the graphics were phenomenal. I can't remember for the life of me how I was like, I gotta have that game, but it might have been the marketing uh, behind it, and just seeing some of the the cutscenes and and so forth and the promotional um you know lead up to to uh you know the, putting it out there that it was just like gotta have this game and um seemed like every, like everyone was talking about it at school as well yeah and we're we're gonna i want to touch upon the the marketing aspect of that but before i do uh storm how about you uh ha have you tried final fantasy 7 at all no big old negatives so i'm gonna <laughs> enjoy listening to everyone's um opinions about final fantasy because there was one that my husband played it more recently on the playstation and yeah that's nothing about nothing like what you guys are going to be talking about so no i have nothing 
positive or not positive, but nothing really productive right now to uh, to contribute to the discussion. So, oh, 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 don't worry. Well, I'll, I'll figure a way to, to rope you in and include you on, on some stuff here. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know. I, I'm here, but I'll, I'll enjoy taking a back seat for a little bit. <laughs> No, no, no worries. Um, so if one of the funny things with seven is not only is it lauded as one of the most played JRPG titles, as well as a favorite of many, but uh, Jason 13, you kind of mentioned about how it introduced you to Final Fantasy itself. Seven mm-hmm. kind of had had that and it was well regarded for opening the floodgates, as it were, to the RPG genre for many people in the West. Uh, JG, you mentioned really about the whole marketability about it. One of the funny things that I remember with the marketing of Final Fantasy VII is just seeing it. There were there was tons of commercials. Remember seeing magazine ads uh, like the posters and everything like that. But if you guys recall, and and I'm I'm having you guys kind of look back your memories twenty five plus years, the marketing on it really didn't include any of the actual battle system or gameplay or, or anything like that mm-hmm. it was mostly just the the movies themselves the 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 on kind of the ongoing zons everything like that maybe there was like a second or two of cloud doing a, a limit break or something but it didn't feature the actual rpg type gameplay and really that was kind of on on purpose because it's like it, it, it's like okay let's catch them with the the flashy graphics and everything like that up the in for a penny in for a pound they actually enjoy the the I don't want to say action, but it's it, kind of an action turn-based type system since it's active time battle, but you're really getting into it. And it it was really that that really was the floodgates to open up the 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 proverbial floodgates, as it were, to, to just uh RPGs and everything. Um JJ, you mentioned about like how it was with, with school and everything like that. Um Jason, do you do you recall Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy VII really being big in your own social groups back in the day? Not in my social groups. Um, Like I said, my dad actually played a lot of video games with us, and they found Final Fantasy VII before I did. And that is literally what got us roped in. Now, I do own Final, the original Final Fantasy on the NES, and I can't recall playing it a lot like on the NES. To where I don't remember if we had that before Final Fantasy VII or if we ended up picking it up after the fact and tried the old one after Final Fantasy VII. It's funny. I feel I feel <laughs> like you picked up that Final Fantasy on uh, an early Funko Land pickup. It's very, very well could have been. I, I, I feel like that. For that's anyone that... who remembers that store. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that. That's kind of how that that. That that really sort of was. So I'm trying to remember when when you picked that up because I think I was around the scene back then. <laughs> um, Strife, how about you? Uh, were there any like uh, sort of mixing up in your own social groups with how popular Final Fantasy VII was getting? Uh, there was a select few guys in my class that I did hang out with every now and then. I mean, we weren't like the best friends, uh, but they're the ones who really got me to play Final Fantasy 7. I wasn't sure if I was going to play it or not. Uh, they were the ones who kind of coaxed me into it. And from there, I got some of my other friends into it. Um, 
But for me, I think I went down the rabbit hole of Final Fantasy far worse than anybody else. <laughs> um, oh. I definitely went out and bought older ones after that. Uh, th- there you go. Very good. Glad, glad, definitely glad to hear it. And I know you've beaten all of them too. So that's that's uh, that, that's awesome. And it's that's really one of the one of the the. Uh, I've heard a, another content creator on YouTube, Pro Jared, where he had said. Uh, Final Fantasy VI is a favorite. A lot of people think that nine is the best. Seven would probably be lauded as the most important because of how much it got us into into that that sort of type series and everything. Um, okay. And and Hillbilly, you've been playing Final Fantasy since before seven, right? Oh yeah, I have the actual original uh, Nintendo Final Fantasy. That's how long I've been playing it. If I could bet, this was probably set. If I could guess, seven was probably the fourth of the mainline series that, that you played, like me. Oh yeah, I played one, two, uh, and then three for the Super Nintendo, which we all know is six, and then obviously seven. Yeah, so you got it exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and if you're if you're an idiot like me, that you've also got the Game Boy ones, where that's Final Fantasy Adventure, Final Fantasy Legends one through three, which. Those aren't actual Final Fantasy titles. One through three are Legend One through three are actually part of the Saga series, renamed Final Fantasy in the West. And then Final Fantasy Adventure, that that actually is had Final Fantasy as a title, but that branched into what's known as the Mana series, like Secret of Mana. Okay. Enough of the Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh so kind of getting back back to the the, the game itself. Um, there, there are a number of moments within the game, as well as the 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 aspects of the gameplay itself that that are really quite memorable. Uh, this includes like breeding chocobos, uh, Sephiroth walking through the flames at Nibelheim, the Knights of the Round summon, and more. But more than that, it also includes the when you played the game itself. We we kind of touched about uh, t- touched upon this a, a little bit because we kind of said, okay, I played it. Uh, most of us whom have played it, we've all played it on the original PlayStation. Um, for me, and I'll I'll say this, I I actually played this. Um, I didn't actually play it when I first first played it. I remember I was it was the summer between eighth and ninth grade, and I was over at my buddy Ray's house and. Uh, Tony and his rich dad had a, a PlayStation back then. And so he brings the PlayStation over. And so Ray and I are, wa- are watching Tony playing Final Fantasy seven. And we're just like a- amazed at just how much of a leap seven was compared to Final Fantasy three, obviously six Japan. And I just remember be- being just amazed, especially with like the battle system and even even as I replay the game now, I'm often reminded and kind of placed back into that that sort of summertime back then. And like if I listen to music from the game, I'm often reminded of like the emotions and whatnot I felt when I played that part of the game. Um, kind of going back to the, the actual game itself. And JJ, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on you on this. Uh, what are some of the most memorable aspects that you remember or you you can remember on the OG on the original Final Fantasy 7? Yeah, uh you hit on a lot of them. Um you know, I wrote down that uh you know, the weapon fights, I remember those being like extremely difficult and hard. Um you know, there's the emerald and the ruby weapon and 
those those fights were uh, you know definitely took some expert skill to get through um chocobo racing i mean or in in uh, breeding uh you know doing that so that you can get the gold chocobo get off to that island out in the middle of nowhere and get night to the round table and you know just gathering all the summons there's a countless amount of summons and each one of them had their own cutscene that you you know i guess you could probably skip through but i i used to watch a lot of them i enjoyed it i enjoyed hitting like ifrit and and just nailing you know whoever i was up against and um uh, Knights of the Round Table, of course, being the longest one. I mean, sitting through that <laughs> definitely added to my time through the game being over 100 <laughs> plus hours, you know. Um, but I remember getting really engrossed in the storyline. And um, funny enough, being around that age, you know, being a teenager, um, you know, that love triangle going on between Cloud, Tifa, and Arius, you know, just uh, kind of kind of uh rooting for a certain one or another at that point in time and and seeing how it was going to play out but um you know i uh, hit not a lot here but the you know trying to gear up toward you know being that the game itself being three discs long and and getting that double casing was like phenomenal so you're you remember going through the game and it'd be a big deal to hit up to the next next disc yep there it is Excellent. Um, and I uh, remember that getting, you know, gearing up towards the end bosses, Sephiroth being, you know, the total um, baddie at the end. I'm like, we've got to really like make sure I'm level 99 all across the board. <laughs> and then you go in and basically one shot him at the end. <laughs> you know, his more geared and set up for the Ruby weapon and, um, you know, Omega and stuff. So like, that was just, um, you know, some of my memories. And uh, it definitely, as I, I was thinking about this, this remembered, uh, you know, I, I was like, I got to pull out my old uh, original strategy guide because I I walked through that um, through the entire game. I remember that um, I was probably, being like Tony, we, we were probably like one of the few that were using it. I remember, I think you had it, but you kind of like weren't really using it. So um, I remember us having discussions about that. It was fun. <laughs> Great memories. Yeah. It's funny too, because like I, I remember um, Storm, I don't know if you remember this, but like something like 20 years ago, I was, I I think I still lived at the, the house, but I, I hadn't, I was like a year before I moved out, moved out where uh, Storm and her husband come by and say, you know what? Can you beat Final Fantasy VII for us? Because we we want to know. We we haven't seen it, and I had to pull out like an old save or something, and I threw it in the PS2, and my characters were at like at level sixty, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I think I should be able to do this. And I remember I got to, uh, you know, one winged angel Sephiroth, and then I died, and I'm like, I died, I lost. Yeah not supposed to lose and it was like <laughs> i'm like really i'm like well sorry guys I, I can't i can't show you that 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 ending it was just a it's kind of like that's a weird weird thing oh man the story the storyline was so good i i just remember I, the reason I, I remember bringing my characters up that high is because i didn't want it to end you know it, it was just so much fun and and going through every npc and listening to them I, that's what i really took much longer than i needed to like you said level 60 you probably were trying to beat the game at that point but 
Yeah, I hold off. No, it's it's all right. I mean, hey, that, that's where where multiple playthroughs come in, right, Strife? Um, I'll, I'll ask you, you know, what are some of your most memorable aspects with with Seven, um, and does it include the the hundred times that you replayed it? Uh, well, JJ touched on a lot of them, uh, but yes, it does include. I still enjoy the game. Um, I was, I actually replayed it again about three weeks ago. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have it. I still have it on the PlayStation 1, and I do have the uh, Switch port of it. So I do still play it from time to time whenever I get the urge for nostalgia. Uh, the one thing that always stood out for me from the game is, and why it's still one of my absolute favorite games, is just the characters and their storylines. And so many of them had so many like moments in the game for themselves. It wasn't just about cloud and tifa and their relationship and Aerith and their relationship you had sid who had his relationship with shira and how he found out that her messing up his chances to go to space was actually her saving his life uh you know you had cat sith's portrayal which not everybody saw coming uh you had yuffie and her home situation and why she was the way she was when it came to the materia. Everybody had that little bit about their character that came out in the story. And it wasn't one dimensional with the main character having all these big moments, but all these big moments from the little characters coming through. And that's what made the story so good for me. Yeah. And and you, it's such an amazing way where video games itself allow for that type of experience where with a movie, you're you're it's an hour and a half to three hour journey in, into a world, and that's it. And sometimes you that world gets extended through something like Lord of the Rings, where it's three movies long or four hour versions of of said movies. And then obviously you have the books, literally the books of that the movie is based off of, or other book series and everything like that. But with video games, it's it's not only just like a book. I would say it's these JRPGs are are and can be like saga book length, but it can also help immerse you and bring you into that world and allow you to have an experience that you want to have. Maybe you want to take Aerith on the date to, in, to Gold Saucer. Maybe you want to be like Jason and take Yuffie on the date. Maybe you want to be like JJ and take Barrett on the date. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII let, let you do that. And just that whole... For for me, it was it was really experiencing that that sort of emotion where like I, I really felt like the closest to Cloud, obviously him being the the main character, but like I identified with the fact that Cloud, his true identity was he's just a short little dorky guy who has a crush. I mean that that basically was my teenage years. Shoot, <laughs> oh. Um, Hillbilly, I want to uh, ask you, were there any other memorable aspects of the OG Final Fantasy VII uh, maybe we haven't touched upon that, that you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, there was a few of them. The uh, I, I think one of the, the moments that really sticks out for me was, and my memory is fuzzy because I have not played this in easily a decade, but I remember um, at one point, I, am, I don't know if it was one of the weapons, like coming through the water up to that coastal city with the big cannon. Oh yeah. And the cannon just sucking in energy and then just boom. That that was always stuck in my mind. Um 
the other big one for me was you know i'll try to avoid spoilers but we'll just call it the death like that was to me was like wow did that really just happen is this permanent like for me that was i and i've played a ton of rbgs that's the first one i can recall a like a character a party character like perma dying and yeah. that to me that was just crazy yeah literally, literally a main a main party member and it was planned uh from the start it was going to be it was going to be either cloud uh Aerith or Barrett that was going to die that would that was in like the original development uh, of course up and also including stuff like it being based in New York City it having witches and everything like that and other concepts might have gone to Parasite Eve and Final Fantasy 8 respectively but mm -hmm. the, that core concept of of a character permadeath that was that was pretty heavy I, and I, I just remember that that sort of shock too I think we were nearing the end of the the week that we had spent over at Ray's and that was one of the last scenes that I remember seeing before uh Tony got picked up by rich dad and like it was just something that, that was like shocking like uh, how could this how could this like how could this and, and like and no, Billy, you, you and I have dealt with the 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 character deaths before in Final Fantasy, but it it, it hadn't hit that close. I f I feel that's like it's also one of the first times I remember it happening. Happening, um, and to being such a main character, like I mean, Eris was in my party the whole time. Like it's just crazy that that happened. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and the other the other moments I I enjoyed were like Vincent. I, I mean, I was you know a teenager at the time. Edge Lord, like Vincent, obviously <laughs> is you know the little badass that comes out. Your emo uh, face, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other the other thing I really enjoyed was when Cloud started to like lose it, and just you could like almost feel him fracturing over the course of several hours yeah and that's that's something it, final fantasy games i felt have done a really good job of sort of depicting that sort of like psychosis as it were and you've had other characters in previous games sort of have that but not really i mean what it was some of the like there there was a suicide attempt by a main character in final fantasy 6 for example just you know due to loneliness and despair and everything like that but it's like you did. You really did a good job of, of describing that, like the whole the the whole breakdown and everything that that he has, and just how put together he was before that really was just a mirage, and whom he is at the end of the game is really like his his true self. I ah, definitely amazing. Jason, did 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 we touch upon everything that was memorable? To the game to you or is there anything else that you can think of there's only that, one besides other yuppie only one other thing that um uh, for me it was memorable because nobody else would ever have this situation most likely oh there yeah been, there might have been a few <laughs> so other than legend of zelda games there i don't know very many other games that you got to change the name of your character and since this came out during school and I was doing a project and I was writing a story to this project and I named Cloud after the main character's name in my project. 
which was, of course, Zach. <laughs> so I had no problems with the entire game until you get to the actual Zach in the game and all his background and trying to decipher a cloud named Zach from the real Zach. And oh my God, what a headache that was. I had to play through that. And then I had to go watch my brother's playthrough to read it all and make sense of the entire story behind Zach. God, and how <laughs> freaking confusing is that when Cloud oh literally inserts his persona from <laughs> Zach? Oh my God. It's like a cluster. Oh, I mean, you you get to Zach's parents' house and they're going, yeah, our our son Zach is a soldier, and then I'm going, I'm right here. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Uh, Oh my God! I'm sure that all the other people that had that issue would be anyone named Zach who played the game and named him after himself. Uh, that was definitely a memorable moment, not a highlight that would be on anyone else's uh, top 10 list of moments from the game, but that <laughs> was definitely a memorable time. Oh my gosh. And it's funny too, <laughs> it's funny too, because since the game, and I've kind of mentioned how much of a pedigree the, ga- the, the game has had, uh, Square, Square Soft, now Square Enix, they know it because they've returned back to Final Fantasy VII in a number yes. of ways. One way is by bringing them back in other series up to and including Final Fantasy Tactics, at like having Cloud as a uh, playable character. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, having uh, Final Fantasy characters in the first two, like the, the first two entries and even like Chain of Memories. Uh, Chain of Memories, the Game Boy Advance version was the first time Cloud did appear on a Nintendo system. So there you go. And obviously, obviously, Smash Brothers. Uh, I'm going to say that that Square has really milked the Final Fantasy VII train by releasing additional content, such as the sequel movie, Advent Children, which very pretty, very flashy, but the story really doesn't really kind of make any sense, but that's okay, because it's a very pretty-looking game. Oh, my God, the movie is so pretty. <laughs> uh, the pre- prequel game, Crisis Core, which the yes. remaster is much, much, much better, in insofar as running better, and is a, I feel like is a better experience than what was on the original PSP. Strife, hopefully, you're not going to kill me on that, because I know you've you maxed out your time clock and literally got your Zach on your PSP version of Crisis Core a hundred percent maxed out, but I do believe the re- remaster that just released late in 2022 is the a better version. And we, of course, we of course have the best, the best Final Fantasy VII spinoff game. Oh, not really spinoff game, but in the series, and that is the fantastic PS2 Dirge of Cerberus. That's right, Dirge of Cerberus. It was an action based game starring vincent and yeah no i've heard a lot of people saying that that's not not great but here i thought you were gonna go with the playstation (laughs) one's fighting game the urgeize game oh yeah it's funny i I didn't mention (laughs) that because of how um kind of obscure that that is that 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 was a very obscure one but they also had a good part amount of the party members from that was it the psp that had the other one the other fighting game that they put out for Final Fantasy, where it's all Final oh, yeah, Fantasy D- characters, Dissidium. Yep. Yeah, that's the one I never got to play. I'm yeah, just it was, sad on that one. It, it was good, uh, but 
Yeah. All, all you and I would be able to play is probably computers or, or no, maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then obviously between Dirge of Cerberus and for like 10 years, constantly, constantly teased with remakes and remasters of Final Fantasy VII. It's like that meme, you know, if there's a crisis, Square Enix just has to hit the Final Fantasy VII remaster, remaster <laughs> remake button, which they did with Final Fantasy VII Remake, which released in 2022, or I'm sorry, 2020, not 2022, 2020. And it puts a hyper-focus on one specific part of the OG, that being Midgar, and it also, and even since they released Final Fantasy VII Remake, they did release more Final Fantasy VII content, like their Battle Royale game. I, I wish Simba was here, because it'd be a Battle Royale game for him that he could play. The First Soldier, oh wait, it closed down after a year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a, a mobile gotcha game called Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. So... Whole whole bunch of word vomit on all of the the releases since the OG. Uh, I'm going to focus on just one thing, and that's the Final Fantasy VII remake that released in 2020. And I'm going to ask you guys uh, if you've played Final Fantasy VII remake and if the change to action based gameplay affected your decision to play the game and or motivation to finish it, Jason. You know, I'm not 100% sure if that had anything to do with it, because I only got maybe a, maybe a quarter of the way through the game, and I set it down and never went back to it. I really do need to get back to it and play it and finish it. But, I mean, I love the way it was playing and everything, and I don't know. I just It didn't draw me in as good as it did the original. Yeah, and I wonder if it's part of like how we were talking about how big the original was in our social groups, and now that uh, we're old dogs or older now, we don't quite have that sort of like grouping, as it were, or in-person sort of excitement and everything. Maybe that's possibly it. Um, Hillbilly, Final Fantasy VII Remake, tell us your unadulterated opinions, hopefully omitting swears. Oh, are you sure you really want this? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, to, to touch back on something here, like my friend group was not really into video games when this first came out. So I never had that, you know, hype for everybody. Um, as far as switching to action-based, it absolutely affected my decision. I am a turn-based purist when it comes to Final Fantasy. Um you and I have had many discussions on this. I don't think there's been a good Final Fantasy since 10. So that absolutely affected my decision to play the the remake here. And I didn't pick it up until I got it in a $10 bargain bin. <laughs> uh, that being said, to me, the game was very pretty. I felt it was drawn out way more than it should have been. There was like the addition uh, stories of Avalanche and covering them a little bit more was was a good addition, but overall, I I would have been upset if I paid sixty dollars for it. No, that's I. It's it's interesting because like I per, admittedly sort of struggled with the the switch to the action based gameplay. I I too would have liked the. Uh, 
the ATB turn-based sort of gameplay on that. And the, the, the I remember them saying, well, it's in there. You just put it, put it on classic mode and it's yeah. essentially the characters attack for you and you just sit there until like the ATB bar fills up and then you can cast a spell or do a special ability but it's it's not the same um i struggled a little bit with the fact that i would just i just want to be cloud but you you can't just be cloud you have to switch between the characters to be effective in in battling and in, and in gameplay and it was really this game that motivated me to sort of have have my own existential midlife gaming crisis where like this is where the direction of this video game or gaming or my, my favorite series is going. What about other series that have that sort of core gameplay? I went to Dragon Quest. I played all 10 Dragon Quest games that were not MMOs. And I'm like, okay, is there something to be said about action-based gameplay? I went and played all 10 Ease series games, um, well, technically one through nine and then Ease Origins. That was an action RPG thing. So like th that being said, it was a thing where like now if I went back to, to Final Fantasy VII Remake, it'd be a thing where maybe now I could identify with it because of melding the old and the, and, and the new with what is the, the new Final Fantasy is. And it's an action it's an action game series now. It's it's not it's not turn based. That, that's just how Final Fantasy is now. And it breaks my heart. So, mm -hmm. Strife, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm hoping that you're gonna be the counterpoint on your experience with Final Fantasy VII Remake. What, what are your thoughts? Did the action-based gameplay affect your decision to play? So it didn't affect me at all. Um, I mean, I, I understand the purest aspect, especially with Final Fantasy, and especially. The ones we grew up with where they were turn-based, and I still love turn-based games. I love uh, grid-based RPGs. I still love turn-based RPGs. I go back and play a lot of the old ones because of that gameplay. But I've also played a lot of the new action-based you know, games, open-world games where you're running around and it's real-time action and you're having to switch between party members and fight. So to me, that didn't really bother me too much. I mean, I actually sometimes I thoroughly enjoy that, you know, being able to just mash buttons mm -hmm. <laughs> and and hit the right things and switch between party members and which party member is going to be best for this situation. Uh, so to me, that didn't bother me too much. You still had the characters. And as Hardikus pointed out, you have more of a backstory on the avalanche characters, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Obviously, it makes a certain part of the game even more heartbreaking, but you have that deeper backstory on them, which just makes you uh, appreciate them so much more and, and why they're with Barrett and they're with Tifa. Uh, they're fighting that fight that they're do they're fighting. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game and I'm looking forward to Rebirth a lot, actually. Uh, excellent yeah and definitely make some good points there where the, you you really it really helps get the character development and where you mentioned that the, their fate avalanche's fate in the in the og that happened at anywhere from like hours i think four to six whereas in remake it happened around hour 25 so it, it would, you can really tell that it expanded the the overall size of it and it rebirth just remember uh the Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS4 
four, I want to say it was like 50 gigabytes or something like that. It was one blue, it was one or two Blu-ray discs, Strife. I'm trying to remember. I thought it was one. It's just uh, one. So it was about 40, 45 gigabytes. The, uh, on the PS5, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is two Blu-ray discs, multi, multi-layered. 300 gigabytes is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, one of the the one of the biggest games that, that is being released. Um, JJ, I'm curious have have you had uh, have you tried Final Fantasy VII Remake at all? Have you checked it out or any anything? Yeah, I I did play the uh, when they first released, you know, the first part of it, and um, honestly, I was skeptical uh, just because. You know, it's a remake. So, I mean, how much are they going to change? Um, and I mean, but at the same time, it was like, you know, being that this is one of my most favorite games of all time. It was like, I have to try it. I have to check it out. And, um, you know, I, I was skeptical as well, I think, with the action based uh, turn system. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I listening to hillbilly i i was agreeing with i think with that turn-based part of it especially because you were able to take your time to go through you know fighting and 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 really doing what you wanted to do versus kind of feeling kind of rushed uh however um that being said i i felt the way they did it kind of transitioned really well um and and even though it was still moving it's like you still have a chance to kind of pick through your menus or, or decide, you know, the different kind of combinations that you're going to use um, to, to, you know, take action in, in a particular fight. But uh, the, I enjoyed the graphics being a major upgrade, obviously. I mean, the graphics back in 1997 were amazing when they came out mm-hmm. and it was only fitting that they, they gave that same treatment again, but, you know, in present time, but I, I thought, um, for the most part, uh, you know, Square has nailed it. The only thing is I haven't been able to play through more of it. Um, but, I mean, I did finish that first piece that came through. I just know that, um, you know, me personally, that's a game I, I really want to give my all and time to because it deserves it. And I know I'm going to, you know, basically fall back in love with it going through the, the remake. I know there's going to be some... Uh, is, you know, some, some different twists and turns that uh, we didn't get the first time around. So yeah, it, it, overall, I thought it was a uh, pretty good so far. Cool. Yeah. And it's, you mentioned like uh, the twists and turns that that was one of the things that I w- was the hook, a huge hook in um, the, both the end of Final Fantasy seven remake and the DLC of integrate. There was a thing where uh, I wish Jamie Owls was, was here because, I after finish inter, finishing Integrate, there's a scene where um one of the where one of the characters who we thought was gone might not be, and they're they're getting ready to to enter into a certain look a very well-known location in Final Fantasy VII, and to have a literal reunion that I never thought would have ever happened. And seeing this character about to walk in into there and have that reunion i was like <laughs> I, I was literally speechless and with my mouth hanging open and i'm like and of course fade to black 
and that's the end of the thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it was it was a thing where I was just like, it's just it, 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 it's a thing where like we we as Final Fantasy seven lovers of of the 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 lore and the mythos, we kind of spend the time sort of shipping characters and every everything like that. And this was a ship where. I, I I could really get behind because my whole thought process is I I'm a I I'm a cloud Tifa shipper because I feel like that that is the the natural cloud who he really is this is his real identity that that I feel that that is whom he I see him with um, so the idea of the the other true couple actually being a thing I was just like wow. Um, Storm, hopefully you're still still here, sitting back, <laughs> drinking your your glass of wine. So, but I'm going to call on you, Storm, and knowing that Final Fantasy VII remake and Rebirth, but remake as well, uh, it, it's more action based and everything with like that that action gameplay and the fact that there's multiple difficulties, including it like a a hard and a normal and then like an easy mode. Do you do you see yourself getting into like a Final Fantasy VII remake game, knowing it's action based? You know, I could, I think so. Honestly, now that I have something, then maybe I can play it on and be more. I don't want to say sturdier, a heftier, um, gaming system with the PlayStation. Then yeah, I I can see checking it out. I'm not as adverse to the turn based things as some some others but that's okay so yeah definitely i and i am still here i was just i water <laughs> yawning the the day is catching up to me students are tiring <laughs> and i've got more tomorrow so but uh yeah i have only one other comment and um back when you were talking about the names i love that they've got fancy names like cloud and then and then zach I know that was Jason the 13th's named character, but the fact that a character in the game is named Zach, it's like, really? Uh -huh. With all these like unusual names and then Zach. <laughs> it's just different. And, and I like that about Subware. They they actually had beyond like some okay, nearly all of the main characters of the game, they had some like characters with common names. The only time that I remember a, a common name character was in a Chrono Trigger when there was a character that was named Glenn. Like that was only a time that I could think of where there was like I think before that there was one uh, Final Fantasy Four had Cecil or Cecil, depending on I guess Rosa too. But like that was pretty much it with that. And then Final Fantasy VII, it has Vincent, it has uh, it has Zach, it has Johnny, it has uh, then I'm, of course my mind Jesse. is Jesse, like, Jesse, yeah, Jesse, Marlene. There's a Marlene. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember. Wow. Um, Those are a lot more normal than I thought, but like they have fancy names too. So I'll yeah, I, <laughs> and and of course the the other main characters' names that they're going to be based on sort of the the mythos that, that the character personalities or the story takes them like Aerith, Aerith. Uh, we got it as Eris. Eris, if you notice, has the word Earth built into it within it. That is not an accident because she's meant to be like a guardian of the Earth. And then I think there was something with her mother, Ifalna, but I don't, I, I couldn't tell you. But like that's kind of the the one of the neat gists with a lot of the, the, um, the sort of the the creation of the, a lot of those names. Um, so as we're wrapping things up here with with Final Fantasy VII, I'm gonna. 
I'm going to hit you guys with a a quick question, a quick question, and and I, I we we might have touched upon this, maybe not. And we're going to start with Hillbilly. Hillbilly, who is your favorite character in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII? Noting it doesn't have to be a playable character or a party member. And you're muted if you're talking. Hillbilly. Or she stepped away. Uh, no, I'm here. It's, <laughs> it, it, uh, I was hitting the unmute and it was not working. Uh, I covered it a little bit earlier. I, I think for me, back in that, that time period, it, you know, I think it was 15 or 16 when it came out. You know, Vincent. Vincent was my guy. Um, really quick, I just wanted to, to add a little thing on the, the combat for it especially for like Robin, Jason, and maybe even um, JJ. Once I was able to switch to Tifa full-time, it made the game a lot more fun and playable for me. Ooh. For Final Fantasy VII Remake, yeah. she For, for the remake, yeah. It, that's a cool thing where they, at least has that sort of varied gameplay for the, the battles for the characters. And if you liked that varied gameplay you're going to get more of it because Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has exploration elements where only certain characters can can explore. Like if you want to use like a hook shot to hook and reach another platform, that's going to be yuffy. If I think Red 13 can climb walls, I think uh, Kate She can uh, take boxes and, and throw them for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. I have not heard about any of that, but that definitely sounds awesome. So, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Strife, how about you? Who's your favorite character in Final Fantasy VII? Uh, well, most people who know me would be surprised to find out it's not the ninja. Uh, my favorite character was actually Red 13, my first playthrough. Nice. I loved Red. Yeah, Red is cool. So, so you said your first playthrough, so but who's your favorite now? Well, uh, playing Integrade. And I, I mean, that made me love Yuffie way more. Mm-hmm. Her batter style and integrate is just amazing to me. And I know I'm going to have fun with uh, Rebirth using her. So, yeah, it'll it'll be cool to find, and you can finally play as Red Thirteen. He's no longer a guest character like he was in, in remake. Although Sid and Vincent are not playable characters in Rebirth, they are only guest characters. Huh. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hillbilly. <laughs> um, 13 was my runner up. <laughs> JJ, uh, how about you? Who's your favorite character in Seven? Um, I'm going to probably be on the nose here, but yeah, Cloud. I mean, just being able to uh, be the main character, you feel like you're him, you know, and you're going through that entire journey, at least through the original. Um, I, th- I feel like if I go through it again now, uh, especially at uh, at this age, and you know, I've, I'm trying to remember a little bit just from the uh, the the remake. But Barrett was, you know, I mean, come on, machine gun on your hand. I mean, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and plus, he's he's always got some attitude to give, and, and I like that um, kind of punking everyone around. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I mean, originally it was definitely Cloud. Nice. Yeah, hit, hit him with that that big freaking buster sword. I mean, yes, <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jason the Thirteenth, who is your favorite character, and why is it Kate She? Yeah, 
Yeah, you actually uh, alluded to it earlier when you called me out. Uh, my favorite character has been Yuffie, Yuffie, and I just fell in love with her since the moment she shows up and steals the materia and just her whole little, <laughs> like, outcast-like character was just all up my alley, so. <laughs> and yeah. she still is my favorite character. That's a good favorite. And, and you'll enjoy Rebirth. One of the nice things is you don't have to, technically you don't have to finish uh remake to do Rebirth. There's a five minute mm-hmm. uh prologue that it's like, I guess it's like a five minute movie that gives you all of the events that have occurred. Well, that's, in Re- that's nice. Yeah. So like you can just jump right into Rebirth if, if you so wanted to, Um, which honestly, I'm going to say. I still want to play the first one. <laughs> based on what i'm seeing it seems like rebirth is going to be the better game because there was a lot of that hallway syndrome that that you had with remake and it's like i like the idea of having that that whole open zone thing that yeah with final fantasy 7 the og there was like forward progression but the idea of going back to areas and everything is will still be there in rebirth supposedly so uh so, Storm, who's your favorite character in Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> Cloud. <laughs> yeah. Really? I would have guessed yeah. Red 13 just because he's a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I'm looking at the game and I've seen tons of images and stuff for it, and he just looks the coolest. So, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. going totally on aesthetics with this one. So, Cloud, for sure. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, minus cloud, I've I've already kind of touched upon that. Just you know, sort of identifying with him. But it's I'm de- like strife. I'm definitely excited for rebirth. I'm I'm taking two days off of work to be able to dedicate to just playing the the darn game, knowing full well. A, I'm in the middle of a Persona Three Reload playthrough. That 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 yeah. apparently that's that that's going to have to get tabled uh because Final Fantasy 7 is my favorite series of all time and that's just it it is what it is like J- Jason 13 you know you know that like mm-hmm. if i'm in the middle of of a game or anything like when Met- the Metroid Prime Remaster came out last year like i think we we were talking about playing a game or we were doing something oh no uh, i think we were playing Fortnite a lot and i'm like nope Glenn yep <laughs> it, it's a thing where like gonna disappear for a week or two and i i end up literally disappearing for a week just focusing on on a a new metroid game because it's it's metroid but this this is final fantasy so all right i i want to give a huge shout out and thank you to our special guests for for joining us today in regards to our final fantasy 7 discussion this was definitely a a fun great time um huge shout out again uh hillbilly strife and JJ, just a quick side note with JJ, uh, you can find his site at sidekickdad.com, where he provides a lot of really fun and cool tips in regards to dad's life. Uh, there will be a link to, to that site here in the description below. And again, shout outs to Jason the 13th and Storm Rose Sky. Again, their links are below. Uh, and our uh, other normal crew members, uh, Jamie Owls, Astromedes, Simbu Darkfang, all of their links will also be in the description below. They'll be here for for next week. Just again, th- thank you guys and thank you the audience for, for joining us as well. Any last parting shots, guys? Anything, anything else? 
Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Thanks for having us. Excellent. All righty. Thank you. And everyone have a great day.